Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Let's think about not getting lazy with this, not just allowing it to happen just because everybody around us is doing that. Here is one I think we easily say and don't do. When people just say, I'll pray for you. Do we? Because if we're honest, have you said that and then not done it? The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next. And welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor. And I'm here along with my co host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together. And we are so glad that you have joined us. That's right. Great to be with you again, Dr. Linda. It's Monday and it's back to the grind. It's not Monday, it's the weekend, Chris. The weekend. No, Dr. Linda, it's, it's Monday. We're back again for another show. Chris. That's not true. Today is the weekend. It is not Monday. Why do you keep saying it's Monday? It's Monday. Look at the calendar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're wrong. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm trying to prove a point of how easy it is to sit and tell a lie these days. Mm. You can just say pretty much anything you want, even if it's not true, and uh, no one will question you on it. And if they do, it's rare. Lying has become mainstream. I actually agree with that. And I really find this quite concerning, especially the part where you said you can just say it as if, Mm, and nobody questions and people just assume that's probably got to be the truth. And the other key was to make you feel like you were wrong. Yeah. Remember I said, look at a calendar, it's Monday. Yeah. Of course, had you looked at the calendar. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I would have known the truth, right? right? (laughs) I'm personally so tired of all of this, and I'm sure our listeners are equally tired of all the lying that we hear on social media, we see that, we hear it on news. It's really created a real trust problem in our culture. And I think that's different from when I was growing up, honestly. And we just don't believe most of the time what we hear. Speaking of the news, Walter Cronkite probably had a political persuasion, but no one really knew what it was because he did his job. And that was give the news the facts. And and, and it wasn't as, like you said, today we turn the TV on and we don't know who to believe. I know. And that really was when you trusted maybe a news anchor. And I honestly can't say that I trust any of these news anchors because they're always trying to push their agenda onto the public. So we really have to look at this as a concerning fact in our culture. Maybe we need to make some changes because lying does have some consequence to it. I mean, some people will say, oh, it's just a little white Mm. lie. Have you ever heard that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you think there's white and black, red? What are the other colors of lies that people have? Could have been a green lie, but it was was a white lie. (laughs) Well, I think there's a difference between uh, sometimes when people say, well, it was mostly true. Mm, Right. You know, you're drinking coffee right now. What if I said to you that the coffee you're drinking is 99% coffee, Mm -hmm. but there's about 1% motor oil in that? It might be pretty good. You never know. (laughs) It could be great. But no, that wouldn't be okay. The 1% matters. (laughs) And in this case, like we're saying, especially when it comes to the truth. So we might feel a little conviction when we're going through this show. I mean, do you think you're an honest person? I think so, yes. Do you you try to tell the truth as much as possible? Yes. So when your girls were little and they wanted to watch, let's say, Frozen, Mm -hmm. again for maybe the 20th time, did you ever say something like, oh... 
we can't watch Frozen again because Elsa's <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> the thing is, I love Frozen. <laughs> so you so, watched it 20 times. Yeah, when they want to watch it, we watch it. But to what you're getting at, I think you almost want to treat someone with dignity, even if they are four or five years old. So we really never got into the whole thing about, you know, go to bed and be good or Santa Claus won't come or... You know, those little those white little, lies that right, we've been talking about lies. playful threats is sort of what i would call them but no we don't do that a whole lot well that's probably good uh one of the ones i remember hearing mm-hmm. there was an ice cream truck that would come through our neighborhood when my kids were little one time i heard a parent say oh the ice cream truck is out of ice cream we can't go today mm. and i'm thinking you know again that's really not true especially he's out driving around why <laughs> with a truck that has no ice cream yeah. <laughs> Where did you get these examples? Well, I actually found them on the internet. There's a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of common list of what they call white lies that we tell our children. And so Mm -hmm. let's go over a few of them because we are not condoning this by any means. But this is what sometimes people will say. Like the first one I found was, if you take a nap now, we'll go to the park when you wake up. Better follow through with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that that's actually a lie because if you do it, but then why is the parent saying that? just to get them to go to sleep right Right. now, Mm -hmm. and then may forget completely. And maybe we don't think that's such a big deal, but that is the basis of trust that the child is beginning to develop. How about this? Every time you brush your teeth, your teeth do a little dance of joy, (laughs) and you can't see it because it's magic. I can't imagine saying that to my kids. (laughs) How about broccoli are little magical trees that make you grow? Man, but they sure do look like trees. That's the thing. They do. They do. Again, maybe broccoli helps make you strong, right? but I don't know that I would go that far. What about babies come from a stork, and the stork brings the baby to your door? That's where babies come from. That was in The Grinch. That's Remember right, the Grinch, yeah. the movie, and the baby came, and they <laughs> mm-hmm. dropped him down, and everybody believed that that was the case? Yeah. I think parents are still using that. But again, are you telling your child the truth? We're going to talk about why that's important in a little bit. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at a, an art piece or a drawing that your child made, and you say, oh, this is so beautiful. I'm going to keep it forever. How, though, do you look at a, a drawing that your six-year-old makes and say, this is horrible? Well, you can't say that. But, you know, we just did that. <laughs> we just did the clutter show a while back and talked about not keeping kids' art forever. Right. So I wouldn't exactly say that. A lot of times I would say something like, so what is this? Explain this piece to me and mm-hmm. what it is and what were you thinking when you were drawing this? Because sometimes you just can't figure it out when you're looking at it. What were you thinking when you drew No, you don't say that. You don't say that. Oh, <laughs> uh, what about this? I don't have any games on my phone. Uh, kids are smarter than that. Right, yeah, they... they probably know the, the icon mm-hmm. and they know that they're there. Wordscapes. Yes. I've got about 10 years worth of wordscaping to do to catch up with I Dr. Norm. He, a lot of times on the weekend, now this tells you what our social life is like. He, a lot of times he's number one in the country. Really? And is it the country? Wow. Yeah. yeah, and the country. We're talking about uh, lies and embellishing. Is that an embellishment or is that true? Wow. The tournament. For the tournament that's going on. I don't even get invited to the tournament. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> so I don't either, yeah. That tells you how bad I am. Well, how about this one? The car won't start unless everyone buckles up. Oh, that's nonsense. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't want to use that. It's just not the truth. I do hate to say this. Uh, I've used this one. We'll come back later and buy it. Yeah, that's mm. just a delay tactic right. because you can't say no and don't want your child to temper tantrum <laughs> in the store. I guess the question is, does it matter if you bend the truth just a little bit? It seems harmless when we're trying to get our kids to do something, change a behavior or trying to get them just to stop. Stop doing something, right. yeah. But what are we really teaching our kids when we lie to them? We're teaching them to lie. 
Oh, <laughs> so okay. I'm teaching them. Well, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, and we don't just do that to kids. How about this question? This is the classic one. Honey, does this dress make you look fat? Would you give an honest answer to that if your wife asked that question? I learned a long time ago not to. Not to what? Give an honest answer. Do you so say- <laughs> we are conditioned to lie, Dr. Linda. you got to get convicted on that one, Chris. you got to <laughs> repent on that one. You know, I'll tell you what Norm has said to me about that. He mm-hmm. has said, it's not my favorite on you. Right. Or I think you could find something that maybe is a little bit uh, more flattering to mm-hmm. your body. What about Dr. Norm? Does he ever ask you, hey, does this suit and tie look, look good on me? <laughs> does it make me look bad? No, he's never asked me that. <laughs> he actually has quite good taste when it comes to that. So I don't think there's anything like a white lie. They're mm-hmm. all lies. And right. I think we have to look at that. Biblically, there's nothing in the Bible that says there is a type of lie that's okay and other lies that are not okay. If it's not true, it's not true. Did you know, though, according to the researchers, that Americans tell one to two lies every day? Well, if it was an election year, I'd probably... (laughs) There'd be a lot more. There'd be a lot more. (laughs) And the thing is, we know that as people of faith, we are not to tell lies. Right. So why has this become so commonplace? We'll talk about why it's so easy to lie after this on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. From the moment we're born, we're in relationship. At first, we depend on others to take care of us, to meet all of our needs. Then as we grow older, we make friends, we meet school teachers, later a boss at work and a spouse at home. Every relationship is important. Every relationship requires cultivation and nurturing. And at some point or another, every relationship has its challenges and they revolve around conflict. Did you know that you can grow through conflict and become such a healthier you than you ever expected? Well, I want to help you look at conflict in new ways, to approach conflict in ways that work. My book, We Need to Talk, can help you become a better problem solver, learn to negotiate differences, and strengthen all relationships even when conflict seems destructive. Well, let's face it, conflict is an unavoidable part of our everyday life. But conflict doesn't have to overwhelm you or destroy your relationships. We Need to Talk, an important book by Dr. Linda Mental, is written to help you successfully navigate conflict. Find We Need to Talk wherever you buy books online. What do Thomas Jefferson, Agatha Christie, Pope John Paul II, and Princess Diana have in common? Well, these notable individuals and many others, past and present, share the habit of journaling. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda, the Relationship Doctor, and I've got some tips for you on the value of journaling. Whether you're just writing down a few thoughts or pouring out your heart on paper, journaling has some real benefits, like getting a handle on your emotions or a better understanding of other people or even organizing your priorities. Sometimes reading your older journal notes will help you appreciate the sweet little details of life you enjoyed but maybe have forgotten. One of the best benefits of journaling comes when you look back and you see how the Lord has been there in all your circumstances, directing your steps and taking care of the things that matter to you. If you've not considered journaling before, give it a try and see which of those benefits journaling might bring your way. Raising healthy kids in an unhealthy world. Available on Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. And available online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And today we're talking about why do we lie so much? There's so much more to talk about. But before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. That's where you will find her blogs, books, and you can connect with Dr. Linda on social media. Her latest book is co-authored with physician James Cribbs. It's called Living Beyond Pain. 
and it's a book to help anyone deal with chronic pain. And you can listen to and share the podcast on iTunes anytime. And that is all true. Every bit of Everything it. you just said was true. There was no <laughs> lies in that, those statements. That's right. Well, um, Dr. Linda, today's topic again is why do we lie so much? Uh, why do we lie so much? Well, and, you know, we're not condoning it. We're acknowledging. We were just talking during the break that we do lie a lot in our culture. Even people of faith, even Christians mm. find themselves bending the truth, as we say, but that is considered a lie. So we're not condoning it. Well, here are the top four areas that adults lie about. So let's talk about each of these. The first one is a lot of adults lie about their whereabouts. And I don't know if you've ever done that, but uh, have you ever overslept and then you were late to get to work and you had a meeting and you said, oh, I was stuck in traffic? No. <laughs> Wait, yes. You have to live in a bigger city for that one to, to work. Traffic's not a good example. Traffic's not a good one. Or how about I was with a friend hmm. and you weren't? Yeah. That's a dangerous one. Yeah, so see, this is a big one. So just be upfront about where you've been. And if you're late for something, don't give a bunch of excuses about mm -hmm. that. What about telling your boss, friend, or spouse, hey, I'm okay with that, when you clearly are not? Yeah, this is the category they call preferences. So when mm -hmm. somebody asks you about your preferences, instead of telling the truth, you just kind of say what you think somebody else might want to hear. Mm. Or the classic one is when people say, I don't care where we want to eat. There is a restaurant called I Don't Care. No, there isn't. Yes. Seriously, where is that? I can't remember, but I saw it on, on Facebook. The name of the place is I Don't Care. Oh, that is so good. Because so many people say that, right? Yeah. And they say, I don't care where you want to eat. And then you get there and you <laughs> yeah. sit down and they go, oh, I don't really want anything on this menu. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. Or how about this one? Here's, a, here's the third category that adults lie about their income or their net worth. Maybe you're trying to impress somebody. Mm -hmm. And this, I think, does happen more often on dates. Oh, so see. maybe somebody wants to say, I make a lot of money mm -hmm. or, you know, I have a lot of stuff and they're trying to impress their date. Right. Or maybe your in-laws are asking, they're concerned about your finances and maybe you say you have more money than you do. You've never done that? Yeah, that may be none of their business. And then the last one is, which won't surprise any of us, is probably, what's your age? <laughs> But again, I don't think you're supposed to ask that with people. That's like no. ageism. Isn't that a discriminatory thing? Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, if you sort of kind of know someone and then say, hey, by the way, how old are you? That would be awfully rude. I think that's a no-no right now. Yeah. And apparently women are worse than men when it comes to answering truthfully about mm. their age. Well, I think the survey you found on this missed an important one. What about filling out forms that require telling your weight? I hate that. Mm. I, it's no. none of their business. <laughs> Is that still on your driver's license? You still have to put your weight on your driver's license? I don't know. Is it? I remember that being on there. Now Chris is going to look it up and yeah, see if it is. Go look at his driver's license. Get back with you on that one. Yeah, well, yeah I, I don't know. But it's so hard to say what the actual number really is. And we all like to go lower than what it is. Is it on there? You're looking hey, at it. Hey, guess what? It's just my height. It's only your height. So no way. Didn't they used to put that on yes, there? Yes, I thought they did. Mm -hmm. I guess the question is then, what motivates this type of behavior when we know it's wrong? And it hurts a lot of people mm, and it hurts right. your relationship. Again, we were talking informally about when you lie, a lot of times you have to tell other lies right. to cover up the, from the lie you did. And then you forget what you even said originally and it just gets worse and worse. One of the reasons though is to avoid punishment. Mm. And that's how it usually begins in childhood. So, you know, think about it. Oh no, I didn't hit my brother when you did hit your brother, mm -hmm. but you're, you're trying to tell some type of lie about that or... Did you eat those cookies? I did eat the cookies. <laughs> did you tell Absolutely. your parents you did? Oh, yeah. Yes. You told them? 
You're not my, an only child. No, but my sister was a lot younger than me, so she wasn't into the cookies. So oh, it well, was me. I always yeah. tried to blame it on one of the other kids yeah. <laughs> in the family. <laughs> Another reason for lying is that uh, you want to hurt somebody. You really want mm-hmm. to get them back, and you really want to hurt it. I think we saw a lot of that during the election. Mm-hmm. A lot of people telling lies just to try to make someone look bad and make you want to hate them or not like them. And if it's not an outright lie, it's still such a stretch. It may as well be. Oh, some of those commercials yeah. during the election cycle are just, you, I almost start laughing because mm-hmm. they're so outrageous in terms of what they're saying. Another reason for lying is that people want to get power. So again, I, I guess think of politics because that's another place where if you lie about someone, then maybe that will be a good motivator to get him out. It's like Adolf Hitler. The more he lied, the more he began to believe his own lies and his own invincibility. And, and we see this when leaders fall all the time. I know. They get so into the deception mm. of the things that they're saying that aren't true that eventually they just begin to believe it as if it is true. There could probably be a whole show devoted to what happens in your brain when you start believing your own lies. Yeah. And we see a lot of leaders fall because yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes people lie just for the fun of putting something over on someone. I'm going to guess that <laughs> that might be one of yours. Well, that's fun to do with kids when you say, hey, you know, tell them some whopper of a story just to goof with the kids. And that's funny because they generally figure out that you're lying anyway. So. It's one thing if you're doing a practical joke, but mm-hmm. I think when you're telling an out-and-out lie to just trying to make something funny and someone doesn't get it or they they feel like it can be really bad because you mm-hmm. don't know them well enough, then they can get hostile on that. There are lies to be self-deceptive. What do you mean by that? Well, these are lies that we tell ourselves to avoid confronting some some pain or something about ourselves that we don't like. So you're deceiving yourself in the process because you mm. don't want to face the truth. Right. You're in denial about that. Or how about to manipulate other people? Sometimes you, it's in a good motive. Maybe you're trying to lie to help another person not get in trouble. We were watching this show, Chris. It's an old show. So, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people were bored and watched a lot of shows mm. that they probably never would have watched. This one was from years ago. And there was a storyline in which this army colonel's wife was drunk driving and the enlisted person with her took the brunt of it so that the colonel wouldn't get in trouble, basically. So the family wouldn't get in trouble. And so she was doing it for a good motive, but it just went downhill from there because Mm. it just continued to create problems. Sometimes people lie to maintain their self-esteem or they really want to create a sense of identity. They don't like who they are. So they lie and they make up things about themselves. So when I was talking about a sense of identity, I have this uncle. It's funny because he's not really even our uncle, Hmm. but we call him Uncle Fritz. We called him that for years. Good friends of the family. He wasn't really our uncle, but he would go into a restaurant and every time he would give his name for a table, he would say he was Dr. (laughs) (laughs) So-and-so. He he did that my whole life. He was not a doctor, but he got the best tables when he did that. So he continued to do it. And he's not your uncle. He's not my uncle either. (laughs) So it's two. So bottom line, we may lie to be liked, to keep someone happy, maybe to avoid a conflict. And the more we do it, the more damaging it becomes. The more we lie, the more negative we actually feel about ourselves because we know that we're not being genuine with ourselves or with other people. And that eventually, Chris, causes a lot of relationship problems. Mm, That is true. It becomes an endless circle of lies and it's hard to get out of. Well, I'm not lying about this. We need to take a short break. And when we return, a spiritual look at lying. Dr. Linda, one of our listeners asked this question. Sometimes I'm so overcome with worry and anxiety that I I think I'm losing my mind. 
Seems I've tried everything from drugs to meditation. Why doesn't anything work? Well, I'm so sorry that your life seems so unmanageable and overwhelming. Too often, though, it does seem nearly impossible to live in peace and contentment because of all the craziness in our world. Did you know that God's plan for handling worry is so simple and yet so perfect that you can begin using it today? Did you know that starting right now, you can begin to cultivate a worry-free life? These aren't pie-in-the-sky promises. They're God's prescription for you to thrive and to soar past your anxiety and worries. Try this. The next time you begin to feel overwhelmed by life's pressures and worry clouds your mind with negative thoughts and depression, say what King David prayed. The Lord is my strength and my shield. Remind yourself that my heart trusts in him and I am helped. I have so much more good news for you. I hope you'll find it in my book, Letting Go of Worry. Thanks, Dr. Linda. Now that's great advice. You can find God's plan for your peace and contentment in Dr. Linda's book, Letting Go of Worry. It's available wherever you buy your books online. This is the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. Her latest is Living Beyond Pain. It's a book to help anyone with pain get their life back with practical tools that are not related to taking drugs. Check out her website, drlindamental.com. That's where you will find the book, Living Beyond Pain, and you can connect with Dr. Linda on social media. And don't forget about the podcast on iTunes, Dr. Linda, which you can listen to anywhere. Mm -hmm. Anywhere. And I love that because you can click on it and share it very easily. And that is 100% true of what you're saying. That's right. Mm. Now, we've talked a little bit about, you know, the common lies for kids, and we've talked a little bit about the common lies for adults. I think we need to get at really the heart of this because we know it's common, Chris, but we know that we're not supposed to do it. Mm. So the most important part of this conversation then is... What does the Bible say about lying since, of course, the Bible is our guide? And we went over all the reasons, what can motivate you to maybe not tell the truth, but it does have consequences. So let's think about not getting lazy with this, not just allowing it to happen just because everybody around us is doing that. For example, here is one I think we easily say and don't do. This is one I have a real pet peeve about. When people just say, I'll pray for you. Mm. A lot of people say it very cavalier. Oh, I'll pray for you. Do we? Do they actually pray for you? I'm very mindful of this now. When I say that to somebody, what I'll do is immediately stop and pray then to make sure that I actually am praying for them. Mm -hmm. Because if we're honest, have you said that and then not done it? I've really tried to steer clear of saying, I'll pray for you because you're right. A lot of times you you come away from that conversation and you, you don't. I know. And people are counting on us if we say we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's good to think twice about saying that. Now, in terms of how we respond to people, we do need to be kind and loving in all our responses, even when we have to deliver some really hard news or say something that might not be well received. But the guideline here as a Christian, is to speak the truth in love. And it goes all the way back to I mean, the very beginning when the serpent lied to Eve. And then also in the book of Genesis, when Abraham lied to his new neighbor and said that his wife was his sister. Well, that was pretty blatant. <laughs> that was all, and he did it more than once. Yeah. And when the man found out that they had been lied to, they chastised him and said things that could have happened and would have brought about shame on them. So mm. these stories really do speak to our sin nature. Maybe that's why they're in the Bible. Right. There was a time uh, not long ago that I heard this this real country preacher, 
and he was talking about Ananias and Sapphire. <laughs> Sapphire? <laughs> right. So I, I knew that was. Just kind of <laughs> yeah. country sounding. Yeah, but in Sapphira. this case, it was Ananias and Sapphire. <laughs> so uh, speaking of that, in the New Testament, when Ananias and Sapphira lied about how much money they had received in a land deal, they ended up dead. That story scared me as a kid. Yes. Didn't it? Yes. I remember they had it on like a flannel graph, and mm-hmm. they would put it up, and then they'd take them down. <laughs> like, they died. And I was that was terrifying to me. But this story really is about the abhorrence of sin, the hypocrisy of this couple, and the lesson for the rest of the church, mm-hmm. both then and now even. It's easy to today to gloss over the holiness of God, to forget that he's righteous and he's pure and he hates sin wholeheartedly. No, we don't talk about sin much anymore in our culture, but this particular sin of hypocrisy in the church was dealt with swiftly and decisively. You know, in addition to all the lying that happened in Genesis, there's a lot of scripture that talks about lying, and we have some examples. There's a lot. Proverbs twelve twenty two: lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. That's pretty clear. But those who act faithfully are his delight. I'd say he takes it very seriously. I mean, are an abomination mm, to the Lord. That's right. pretty strong. Exodus 29 says, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. That's actually the Eighth Commandment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should fear and love God so that we do not lie about, betray, or slander anyone, our neighbor, but excuse him and speak well of him. Colossians 3.9, straight to the point, do not lie to one another. Wait, now, that, can you say that again, please? <laughs> you don't have to interpret that scripture. <laughs> Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. This should be the mark of a Christian. That should be one of the things that the world sees in us is that we are not lying. Luke eight seventeen says, For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. This says eventually, basically, your lies will find you. That's right. It'll, it'll come to the light is what it's saying. First Peter 3.10 says, whoever desires to love life and see good days. Mm. In other words, there's good consequences from telling the truth. Let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. I think the Lord knows that if you're not constantly having the anxiety of chasing your lives around, you can live in more peace that way. That's right. And finally, in Revelation 21.7 and 8, the one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, now we're talking murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolatries, and in that list, Chris, drumroll, all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. It's very serious mm. in Scripture, and it's very straightforward right there. So here's the bottom line for this show today. Lying is not a small thing. It is a sin. Dear listener, if you have a problem with this, now is the time to repent and make a change. No lie of any color or magnitude is worth the spiritual cost, much less the way it negatively impacts your relationships. This is just not pleasing to God. The Bible is really clear. Lying is a sin. No matter what the culture says around you, it's not okay. But the Lord is gracious and merciful to all of us who call upon his name. So please take this as a sin issue and ask the Lord to help you speak the truth in love and not use lies just because our culture so widely accepts this behavior. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember... 
We're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.